Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this week we are continuing our series on the elements by talking about water. Water. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd go low. You You did. You did good. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't even plan that. Wasn't that awesome? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Water. We could use some water in our massive drought. Oh, please. (laughs) I know. I know. I was just reading in the paper that we're not going to have, it's like going to be a lower than normal year. And I was like, oh, I just want a little rain. Like every day. (laughs) I know I was up in Washington and there was some rain and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize how starved I was. Right. I was just like standing there going like, oh, it's it's a miracle. (laughs) Which is so wild because there's, you know, that hurricane just blew through down south. And I know all those people are like, please, no more water. And we're like, yeah. please bring us water. You know, it's, uh, yeah, the, ba- the imbalance of elements sometimes is kind of intense in the world. Well, and in that's ourselves. The, yeah, that's the thing is the balance. I just pulled the temperance card this morning, you know, and that's oh my all. God, I did too. What? Yes. That's crazy. That is crazy. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I pulled it and I was like, oh, temperance. And I set it aside. (laughs) That's awesome. I read a whole thing about it and I, and, and, and just really was like, wow, like a whole different take on the temperance card. Um, Tell me. She was talking about the book is called, you have this Emily, 78 degrees of wisdom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was talking Oh my gosh. It's amazing. I would recommend it to everyone. Um, she's super insightful. Um, it's kind of heady compared to some of those, you know, cause yeah. she's very psychological. Um, but I really dig that and very insightful. And she was talking about, um, just, uh, I guess being, um, authentic with your inner and outer self, mm-hmm. which I never really like looked at that, you know, cause she's got her one foot in the water, one foot on land the balance, um, of the subconscious and the conscious, uh, the inner and outer self and like, um, how sometimes we compartmentalize our lives and like, Oh, at work, I'm this kind of person, um, at home, I'm this kind of person, um, is making your life more congruent with who you are everywhere. Uh Uh-huh. So bringing the balance into all the areas so that you get to be your authentic self in all the venues instead of cut up into pieces exactly yeah hmm that's very watery I think <laughs> I feel yeah well I mean it feels like definitely diving into self and that inner knowing inner wisdom authenticity that I feel like is tied to water so should we talk a little bit about water yeah <laughs> I think we already are we're like well, we are we are we just, we just dive right in and that's what it's like you just got to dive right in and it goes and and you just go right deep you know and that's what water is yeah yeah (laughs) totally 
So yeah, well, we'll get to that. But uh, sorry, I have to organize my thoughts, everyone. <laughs> well, I think the big thing with water is like the first thing I think of is like the subconscious um, for me and like dreaming and like just intuition. Mm-hmm. More of a, it's more of a deeper place, a, yeah. a place of feeling. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is for me, the first place I go is feeling like the feeling realm and uh, diving into the wisdom that comes from letting your emotion flow, you know, not necessarily being reactive, not that kind of emotion, but like just feeling the feelings that come and letting them move through. Yeah, Yeah, that definitely feels watery to me. That's very watery. (laughs) Well, and you think, so here, here's my psychological piece, my therapist part, you think mm-hmm. about feelings, right. And how we tamp them down. Some people, some people tamp them down at different times. And when you tamp your feelings down, really what ends up happening is you're building like a pool, like you would with water, if you built a dam, right? So it's this wall that goes up and the water builds and builds and builds. And what happens when the water builds is pressure builds. And then eventually it overflows and when water is, has a lot of force behind it, it's really powerful and it can lash out and destroy everything in its wake. And, you know, it's really different than let's say before the dam was there and the river was just flowing or the Creek was just flowing. However, your emotions come to you. Are you a river or a Creek? You know, I don't know, but (laughs) we're all different. Different. I tend to be, you know, like rapids mostly. With the occasional slow pool of, you know, drifting, <laughs> light current. <laughs> my fire boiling my water or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So moving on. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I like your analogy of the dam. Um, I feel like most of us like in our like day-to-day life don't really give space um, for, you know, having the feelings or like, or we're just so used to having to manage them Mm -hmm. that, um, it there's, it's like, Oh, I'm just going to put that over there. I'm just going to put that over. And then you just get so used to it Mm -hmm. that it really does build up. And then you're, you might like have some sort of like damn break or a little slit in the day. And you're like, what's going on? What's wrong with me? Why do I have feelings right now? (laughs) Right. Why am I crying? And people ask me that yeah. when they come to therapy. I don't know why I'm crying. Why am I crying? I'm like, I don't know why you're crying, but you're crying. So let's just go with that. Like that's what's happening right now. It's really, I feel like water is a constant lesson in learning to be with yourself and not just your feelings, but the wisdom that lives within. So, you know, like your intuition, that inner knowing, um, those hits that you get, all of that feels like it comes from that watery place. Yeah. I mean, I feel like water, um, holds compassion too. And I think it's really hard for us to have compassion for ourselves in that place. And Mm -hmm. so there is like that feeling of like, you're skeptical of like, wait, this is wrong, you know? Um, but when you surrender to that, you know, and that is a big thing with water. I always, when, when we invoke the, you know, the element of water in our circle, I like surrender is like one of the words I, that typically pops into my head because it's like, when you're in that water, you're just, you're either floating or you're sinking. And there's, there's really, you don't really have a lot to grip on. <laughs> right. So true. Yeah. You just have, well, you have the buoyancy of self, 
And, you know, that surrender allows you to go with that flow, whether it's floating in a tidal wave or, you know, whatever it might be, you won't, you generally won't get sucked under if you just let yourself go with it. I remember my dad <laughs> saying that when I was a kid and we'd go to the ocean and he'd be like, yeah, if you get sucked into the riptide, you just let it, don't fight it, just let it take you and it will pop you back out. And I think that's a really good also analogy for, you know, going into the depths of self and emotion uh, is that if you just go with it, even though it feels like, oh my God, I'm drowning, you're not going to drown. You'll pop back out. Um, and I actually did get caught in a riptide one time and I heard my dad's voice in my head. And I, I was in oh. Santa Cruz body surfing and I got caught in this, this like pole and I, and I was a teenager, but I heard his voice in my head and I got pulled out and then it did pop me back up. But when I popped back up after rolling under the waves, uh, I was facing the other direction <laughs> and I had this <laughs> moment of like terror of like, I'm in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but then when I turned around, the beach was there. So I was able to make it back anyway. Uh, but I, I share this because I think that's what it can feel like when we really drop into water and go into that place of fighting against it. It can feel like, oh, I'm in the middle, you know, I'm trapped I'm in the middle of the ocean. I'm drowning out here. But really, if you just let go, you're going to show up in the right spot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, it's, you know, when I lost my sister and I, I just really went into this really deep place of grief. Um, I learned that big time because mm -hmm. I remember, like, I look over my past journals of like, literally like days after and like totally, um, beating myself up over having feelings. Like, why, why aren't I over this? I'm like, this is what, like just crazy, you know? Yeah, in um, hindsight, you're like, why would I expect that of myself? Days, yeah. I know, days later. Like, and, and I mean, till this, till this day, I'm like, I'm never going to get over this. I'm always going to cry. Like, I'm always going to have feelings. Um, but I really learned in that deep place of grief that um, you just have to let yourself feel it. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I would have horrible images and I'm like, I, I have to play this out. Otherwise I'm going to go crazy. And I just like allowed myself to feel everything, like every single thing and just allowed it to just kind of wash over me like water does. Mm -hmm. And I came back, like I didn't drown. Like it felt like I was going to drown. Like I'm going to drown in this. I'm never going to stop crying. I'm never going to have, this is never going to end. And that's what it feels like when you're in the depths, you know, but here I am, how many years later, and I'm smiling and laughing and life continues, you know? Right. And there's still pockets of that grief. Yep, yep. It's changeable, water's mutable and changeable. It's, al it's always doing this flow, right? It's, it's like following a river and you see that there's moments where it is just kind of cruising along, mellow kind of still and then it gets to places where the current becomes more rapid and the you know there's rocks and things that's bubbling over and then it gets smooth again in another spot and really I mean I think it's such a beautiful um comparison to what our inner realms are like they are all of those things and we just keep flowing along um yeah so water water everywhere <laughs> so it, do you have I was going to ask you, Emily, what kind of water do you have in your chart? 
I don't think I have any. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know, I know, right? Well, it's not that weird. I mean, it's kind of, it's not. It is what it is. Because when I think (laughs) about my chart, I always think about scorched earth, like, because I will have a lot of fire and a lot of earth. Um, I'm going to look right now. I'm going to pull up my chart and I'm going to tell you what my fire, I mean, where my water is. See, I'm also talking about fire. Fire, fire. Like Beavis and Butthead. Oh, sorry. If yeah. Who that enough, is. enough with the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, while I'm pulling this up, I also just wanted to reference um, the that water is related to cups in the tarot because we talked about that with the, the last two elements. Um, yeah. And that it's just another piece of water. See, I can't look something up and talk at the same time. Did you notice that? It's a problem. Did. Yeah. You kind you of should, started you should talk. Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, the element of the picking cups, you know, and, and with the water, I always feel like it's the sense of, um, okay, like we're, we're going into something deeper. Like it's this place of intuition. And almost every single time I pick one, like, I think actually I picked queen of cups yesterday. It's like a big watery kind of situation. Well, I'm also on my moon cycle. So there's that too. Right. As I am I. So it's really appropriate. We're talking about this, uh, yeah. because you know, water is blood, water is sweat, water is tears. Um, all those things happen when you're having your cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Seems appropriate. A lot of fluids, a lot, lot of fluids, fluids happening, a lot of movement, <laughs> a lot of flow. I have a ton yeah. of water in my chart, Emily. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I can't even find my chart now. So this is part of my issue. That's why it's taking so long. I was like, it's well, here. Go, no, it's you can wrong. go to the CoStar app. It's probably, it's right there. Is it? Oh, I yeah. think I deleted the CoStar app. <gasps> I did because I read somewhere that it wasn't, I don't, sorry to CoStar fans. I, uh, I actually <laughs> read somewhere that it was not um, oh, secure accurate. and I was like, oh, that's oh, sad. I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's accurate. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. But I can feel like any, anything is accurate, right? You can make it fit. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> well, I could go and find yours on mine actually. Cause I think I still have you unless you do. De- oh, I don't know if that works. Well, I think I just deleted the app. I don't know. Anyway, there you are. Sorry, everyone. I know you don't really care about this. This is how Veronica and I talk. This is how we end up on the phone (laughs) for three hours at a time. (laughs) Okay. So Emily, you do have one little bit of water in your chart. (laughs) What is it, Veronica? Your your planet Uranus is in Scorpio. Oh, that's right. That is your little bit of water that you've got going on. Right. Teeny, tiny, little bit. And, you know, Uranus is, uh, represents the need to break free of societal norms and insert your own individuality. It causes erratic behavior when the energy is ignored. And that's paired with Scorpio. So yeah, that says a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. What house is it in? Does it show you? Yeah. Second. Oh, my second house. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about that stuff. (laughs) I I always leave that to you. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got my moon in Cancer. I've got one, two, three, four planets in Scorpio. Wow. In the same house? Uh, one of them is in my ninth house and the rest of them are my 10th. So okay. a lot of water, a lot of water, real watery. Yeah. I'm, I think it's cause I'm a cuspy cause I'm right on the cusp of Libra and Scorpio oh. that kind of pushes me over some, well, some charts actually say I'm Scorpio. I'm, I'm also on the cusp. That's true. Sagittarius and Scorpio. We're holding down oh. either end. We're going to hold either end of Scorpio accountable here. Yeah, exactly. We are bookending it all. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I wanted to bring that up just as like our, the influence of water in our, like who we are, like, how does that play a role in, you know, some people don't believe in astrology, but I, I believe that it plays a role, you know, the time yeah. you were born and totally influences, um, you know, like how, how water influences your personality or who you are, or, you know, lack of it, you know, cause we've talked about that with the other elements of like, oh, wow. You know, I'm like, I have a lack of fire and you're like, I got so much fire. <laughs> right. Totally. Well, and I think, you know, I don't have a ton of water in my chart, obviously, but, uh, I find that the actual element, the physicality of water is deeply like soothing for me. And probably one of the things that calms my nervous system, the very most is taking a shower or laying in the bathtub or like a pool, like just being in water shifts everything for me, uh, in a positive way. I definitely baths, you know, Emily knows all about my baths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that is the way I'm like, okay, I just need a bath and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> it's very soothing. It definitely, yeah. it's like a reset button for me. Like, I feel like, oh, okay. There's this soothing, um, power to water that mm -hmm. just, you know, it's like, oh, it's just going to cool it down, you know? Yeah. So interesting that you're very watery, but you find solace in water and I'm really fiery and I find solace in water. Yeah. Hmm. Just curious. There might be solace in water, <laughs> <laughs> but not for everybody. I know people who do not like being in baths. They don't feel comfortable. That is true. Yeah. Or they just, some good. people are, are afraid of water, terrified of water. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. We, and I'm sure there's many influences around that, that are outside of, you know, our, our natal charts, uh, you know, where do you live? What's your relationship with the water in the place that you live? All of those things play a role too. Like, are there sharks? Cause that's a fear of mine. Okay. Right. That's funny. I was just thinking, <laughs> are there crocodiles? <laughs> what is in the water right now? Right. Yeah. I don't do well in, in like lakes or rivers really like. Really? I, don't, I don't like being in them because there's things that are living in there and they might touch me. And I don't like that. Or there's dead yeah, bodies I, at the bottom that are going to reach up and grab me. <laughs> too much TV. <laughs> oh, I, I think I thought about that long before I ever watched TV. <laughs> That's my overactive imagination. Well, I think that, you know, that's a whole... Yeah. Like the whole water, like definitely jaws. Like there's a whole thing about like what lurks below the water. And I, I don't know, I, mm. you know, you could look at that, like as your subconscious of like, totally. what is scary? 
that's down below there that you do not want to look at. Yes, that is exactly it. It's, I mean, that's the things that we fear in the, in the depths and it's, it is, it's what do we fear under the surface of self? Yeah. Ooh, that was deep. (laughs) That's the thing about water. It's you're going in, you know? Yep. Yep. Well, and I, I guess I wanted to also talk a little bit about, about how you and I, Emily, have used water in the past and maybe rituals or magically um, something that, you know, you know, how, how do you, how do you use the element of water in your magical practice? Um, I use it for literally washing clean things. So, you know, I might, um, I might make like a wash that I use around my house or, uh, to, I make like herbal rinses for my body that I'll charge up under the moon or the sun and put like all different kinds of plants in there. And then I use that ritually to, to wash myself or to like pour over the top of my head. Um, I use it to anoint. You can use water to anoint. I like to charge intention into water and then consume it as a way to bring that into my body. Um, or make tea out of it or pour it into my bath. You know, there's just so many ways you can use water. Yeah, I do. I do all those things. And one thing I would add that we've done in our group is called waters of the world. Oh yeah. And which is really amazing. It's a way of like healing the waters and we do it at Bridget. Uh Um, is so everybody brings water from all over the place, you know, so you collect water from wherever you are Mm -hmm. and we make this beautiful, you know, um, bowl. Usually we put it in a beautiful crystal bowl and then, you know, we say prayers or we do toning over the water to charge it, um, as a way of peeling the waters of our planet, um, that everybody has clean water, that it's available, that, you know, the waters keep flowing, um, so I feel like the water, it's like, it's like, like the vessel, like you, there's always a vessel that, you know, you see the picture of water, there's always a vessel, it holds a lot. Um, and so it can hold our prayers and it can, it can hold our wishes and dreams. Um, and then we can just like pour, either give it, pour it back out, you know, onto the earth or, you know, I think in years past, usually we keep it and then we just keep adding and keep adding and keep mm. adding. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a warning, word of warning. If you choose to do that, um, when you combine water from all over the world, it gets, it has bacteria in it. So do not consume it. Um, yeah. And you might not really want to put it on your body either. Um, it's definitely more something that you want to put back into the earth. Um, or, you know, you could put it in water, although I don't know what the ramifications, I've never done that because I don't know what the ramifications of pouring water from all over the world into water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't put it back into a water source. Like I have water from the Ganges from like a trip that my sister went to like 15, 20 years ago. And I would not put that into like, like water the Laguna where I live or down the sink. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Thank yeah. you for the practicalness there, Emily. Well, so I mean, I, I have some water from waters of the world that I've, I have hung on to over the years or combined different years together. 
and it's like it looks like it's got some living crap in there like I don't oh yeah I, I'm like I don't know I'm uh I'm wary of this water and how to release it <laughs> the ritual was awesome but we probably should have dumped it at the time you know yeah definitely and we've talked about that yeah like that. maybe giving it back to the earth like at that time um, yes. instead of saving it from year to year yes um so yeah so learn. waters of the world yeah live and learn well and and the goddess bridget is she's real you know her association is around water as well like she has her wells and um so that's why we do it at that time like she is I mean, that's one of her, she also is associated with fire too. And, but, um, she has her wells and I feel like, I feel like her with her aspect of healing, that's where that comes from. The water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in, in Ireland, even to date, there's still wells for, you know, springs and wells that are for Bridget and people leave, uh, actually I've seen some beautiful images of tied ribbons on trees, ribbons and cloth on trees that are left as prayers and offerings to her so it's pretty rad yeah she's a saint they saint they made her a saint oh well for those of you that listen to the podcast regularly you may have heard the interview i did with uh mel brigda who is a devotee of bridget and she talked at length about um the saint and the goddess being two separate beings actually it's, it's really interesting because i didn't know the history um but i always i love learning about where the origins of things are and her take on it is that they're two separate people. Wow. That's, I, I have to, I have to listen to that. <laughs> I have to listen to your own podcast that you're not I in. will. I usually, I do. <laughs> I do sometimes. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, water. Mm -hmm. So is there any last thoughts here on water that, that we should probably touch on or share, or have we covered the bases, Veronica? What do you think? Um, I feel like we've covered it. Um, we, we, we kind of, um, briefly were talking about like the association with our moon cycles. Cause we're both on our cycles right now, uh -huh. but like that, that water is also not, it's not just the actual, you know, water, but it's know the waters in our bodies um and as women like we have some people might think <laughs> i think a stronger connection to water um because of our cycles and because we are affected by the moon and the moon is a huge we haven't really talked about the moon and associated with water but True. that is really a huge piece is how um how the tides you know how the gravitational pull of the moon affects the tides on our planet and it affects the tides in our bodies. Right. It's interesting because I had put out uh, a while ago, you know, I was offering like a free lunar calendar uh, that people could could sign up for and get. And uh, during that time, I had posted something about that exact thing about how our bodies are affected by the moon because we're made up of water. And somebody posted, uh, you know, this is all on social media, but somebody responded in there saying, this is not scientifically proven. And I, I was like, well, okay, uh, that might be true, but ask any you know, anybody who works in the school system, anybody who works in a hospital, like any, anybody who is working with the public that, uh, you know, especially in crises type situations, you're going to see an influx during the full moon. And that's legit. Like I'm working in education 
for the time that I did and working in mental health, I've seen both, you know, I've seen it in all the avenues. So I believe whether or not it's been scientifically proven, which I don't have the literature to say one way or the other, my own experience has told me it's very true. So there you go. And yeah. I, think- I mean, I feel, Go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I feel like, um, I mean, everybody is connected to things differently. And if you're not really connected to the moon, some people won't even know what cycle the moon's at, or, you know, if you're not really connected to that, then you might not see any proof in your own life. Right. Um, which makes sense. You know, if I'm not, if I'm not going to give anything in power or any energy, then I'm not, I'm not going to know about it. Um, so that's something to think about. <laughs> totally. I concur. Plus I, you know, admittedly, I tend to see the world in a more magical way anyway. That's just who I am. And I definitely, um, I'm, I'm pretty wide open to, to looking at all the ways that nature influences us and we influence nature and each other and all of that stuff. Um, even interdimensionally. I mean, like I'm pretty open to all that stuff. <laughs> so my bias. There's no scientific proof, Emily. Yeah. Well, no, I actually, I actually am skeptical too, which is hysterical because I'm like wide open. And yet I'm always questioning, well, what about this? And what about that? And where did that information come from? And what are the origins of that? And show me the study. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I am a weird anomaly of a human in my brain. That'd be- <laughs> Like that you're looking for balance for both. I mean, we'll just cycle and we back around. back to temperance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't be, you can't be all woo-woo or can you? No, you can't. Some people are, but then you're not, yeah. free, I mean, I think if you're too woo-woo, you're not really grounded. I think it's possible to have all of it woven together. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you, water. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, water. And thank you everyone for joining us on this Um very, uh, I guess, wavy journey (laughs) through the waters. (laughs) Uh, so that's part three of our five-part series. And next week we will be talking about earth. So yeah, thanks for joining us today, everyone. And until next time, keep it magical. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? And you can do all those things. You can just (laughs) click the little stars, you know, and give us like some cold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. This must be so- <laughs> there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius. <laughs>